This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Well, hello again there, Pat's people, and we welcome you to the latest and always greatest edition of the Six Rings and Football Things broadcast and podcast brought to you by WEEI, WEEI.com, and Odyssey Sports. You got your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens, Jumbo Hart, and Chris Primetime Shime Time here. And gentlemen, I'm going to cut right to it. We got us a messy football situation. We got us a season that may spiral out of control, and we got us one injured starting quarterback. What we had on Sunday, which Andy and I detailed in the Six Rings postgame show, was a game that had juice, a game that had life, a game that had real rivalrous energy. Until all of a sudden, come the fourth quarter, it fell apart. It spiraled out of control. It got messy. Mistakes were made. And ultimately, worst case scenario alert, your starting quarterback got hurt. Real hurt. Hopefully not season-ending hurt, as all of us thought when we saw the photos of him being carried off as if he had just survived a shark attack. Turns out Mac Jones, as we are led to believe, has a high ankle sprain and mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. miss what mm-hmm. we, we don't know. See, that's where we are. So, Andy, no, 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 you, no, you're coming fresh off the air. Hold on. You're coming fresh off of having talked to the Pats Populi, filling in for Rich Keefe this week on the Gresham Keefe program. What is the mood and where do you think Pats fans are? And what's the latest on the old McCankle? Well, first of all, we heard from, first of all, I want to praise myself because i think the first place you heard john elway like i'd like to start this press conference off by thanking john elway (laughs) my ankle sprain sprain was my prediction on Uh the six rings post game show and my prediction has come true the only question is now is it a high ankle sprain that needs surgery uh apparently something called a tightrope surgery which hard pass by the way i understand it's it's fixed a lot of ankles at alabama but I don't need anybody putting in surgical grade rubber bands and a screw into my ankle forever just so I can get out there two games quicker and help the Patriots go seven and ten. Hard and it, pass. It seems like that's where Mac is getting a second opinion in New York with the doctor who's the team doctor for the Nets, New uh, Brooklyn Nets, who did 
uh, Kevin Durant's Achilles surgery. Um, he did, I believe, J.C. Jackson's ankle surgery this offseason with the Chargers. So he's getting that sort of second expert opinion on the area. Um, in terms of the masses and where they are, I'm sort of intrigued by the different reactions. Um, what, you know, obviously there's the negative reaction. Like your quarterback's hurt, he could miss. Tom Curran speculated today, two to eight weeks is the window. You know, two would be best case scenario. Worst case scenario would be two months. That's kind of a large window. I joked like that's the weatherman saying we could get two to eight inches tomorrow. Well, two inches I can dust off. Eight inches, we're going to have chaos and a mess on the roads. We'll see where it goes. Um, but I've been also surprised by some people presuming that Brian Hoyer is going to be the guy to start in Green Bay and for the foreseeable future, saying that Brian Hoyer is not a great drop-off, like the offense won't fall off the map. Or, And I'm like, well, then you must not think much of Mac. If it's not much of a drop-off, that to me is a little bit of an indictment in your second-year quarterback because there should be a significant drop-off from the number 15 pick a year ago in the draft who was a rookie who made the Pro Bowl, who led you to the playoffs, to Brian Hoyer, the career journeyman who's got a losing record in the NFL as a starter. So I think people are still trying to figure it out. And I have been personally, the thing, listening to Mac talk, you know, the the idea that he's day-to-day, -day, he isn't. He's week-to-week -week at best. At I know best. And by the way, great presser on Monday. I mean, I, 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 I hated I, it. I, I hated it. I listen. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I a, I'm a bigger Mac Jones fan than anyone here in, in this triumvirate uh, on this podcast. Maybe then at the station, I'm a believer that he can be the long-term answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You made a beer. You named it after him. Blah, blah, blah. I wanted to punch my computer when he did the whole Mark Daniels and Mike Reese replies. We're like, hey, I just wanted to know, you know, how it felt, or you know, what your immediate reaction was after you hurt your ankle, and he went. Awesome. Thanks. Like, don't be, you don't, it, oh, this, everything the Patriots make these people do, like your little mind games and the whole, like, oh, we're going to be paranoid and coy and we're going to make sure we don't give you the upper hand. Guess what? The rest of the league is full well aware that the Patriots are a just above 500 team on their best days sometimes, and they can't afford to play these games and be cute. This is so, so obnoxious. I tweeted about this, and somebody was like, well, that's just the script Belichick gave him. And I go, that's, that, that doesn't mean I don't hate it. I can fully be aware of that, fully mm -hmm. accept that, and still absolutely hate it. It's so dumb. Like, what are we doing? Stop being like – we know you're hurt who cares like it's not i'm not asking you to tell me the severity of the injury i'm not asking you to tell me what the doctor says i just right. want to know how you feel i don't like, want to see it hard. on a webcam shime i don't need to see how black Have a little personnel yeah i don't need to see aaron Rodgers' covid toe i don't need to see your ankle COVID. <laughs> i just i just want i just talk to us like don't yep. you don't need to be a robot about it you also don't have to be a dink and the awesome yes. thanks was being a complete dink and you also have the ability to be a human being. And Bingo. I know there's this idea that he's fearful and it's the script and it's Belichick, but guess what? You're the franchise quarterback. You can say what you want. He is tied to you. He cannot bench you. He will not trade you. You have some leeway that the guy. Are you guys sure? Are you sure? Honestly, Andy, well, are you sure that he sure. would not absolutely do a spike sure. benching? 100%. Absolutely sure. He, he can do what he wants. He's the number 15 pick in the draft. He took you to the playoffs a year ago. I know he's not surefire a 15-year Hall of Fame quarterback, but Belichick can't bench him. And if we want to talk about Robert Kraft stepping in for Kendrick Bourne not playing, 
Wait till he tries to bench Mac. And Robert Kraft says, why? And Bill goes, well, he didn't do what I told him to do in the press conference. I think Robert might fire Bill on the spot. Like, I, I think I think Mac needs to go talk to a guy like Devin McCourty for five minutes because I, we you. have Devin. We have Devin on the morning show every Friday, and he is a patriot through and through. He's not going to say anything he shouldn't say, but at the same time, he laughs. He has fun. He has a personality. I, I, was he the one that also said, we'll ride with our guy Axel and call Brian Hoyer Axel? That was, was that Slater. Devin? Slater that was did Slater. that. Yeah, but, but again, also Sean. Like another I mean, another. Another showing of of personality and fun. And, like look at that's who you're talking what you about. Should be doing. Look who you're talking about. You're talking about two players that Bill Belichick specifically kept around. Two legacy Patriot Way guys who have won multiple Super Bowls. Who Bill Belichick would probably trust his life or his family's life with, let alone on field play with the Patriots. He's kept them around to be de facto coaches and mentors for a team that is made up of one fifth rookies at this point. So obviously they have earned the right to be able to vamp, improvise, be extemporaneous or go off script. Andy, the fact that Mac Jones continues to just sort of like play into the Bill Burge Patriot way script and just be like, yeah, you have to ask Coach Belichick about that. Awesome. Thanks. You know, I appreciate, you know, whatever. Sorry if I ruined your party by not telling you about my ankle. Like what? Like and then I see the Twitter replies. Yeah, and this is an Andy Hart that we need a sponsor for. You know, you people, Andy's favorite segment where he yells at Pats fans on behalf of me or through me. But I saw all the replies to different Patriots beat reporters posting or commenting on that exchange. And all these fans were like, typical Boston media knows that they're going to like expects a different answer. Or like, what kind of question is that? What kind of answer do you think you were going to get? They're doing their job. It right. is their job to ask questions and try to find out how the players are doing so they can write stories, cover the team, make them interested, engage fans. Don't clap back at the media. Try actually and work in tandem with them so that maybe, God forbid, we can help tell a story. Why do I have to accept that Mac Jones is doing his job as Bill Belichick's employee, but Mac Jones doesn't have to accept that I'm doing my job as a reporter for my media ding, outlet? Ding, ding. Can it be 100%. a two-way street? And Matthew Slater, Devin McCourty, there's been a long list of guys that have come through that they didn't start answering questions in a human way at year 8, 10, or 12. They answered questions in a human way in years 1, 2, and 3. Gerard Mayo, who's now actually a coach on the roster, did it. It can be done, and I think Mac is either incapable or choosing not to, but that's a different rant for a different day. That's the media side of things. The interesting aspect here that I think some people are bringing up is is there a Rob Gronkowski-esque divide in terms of yes, how, how to handle the injury? Mm -hmm. Is he is surgery the team suggestion? Our friend Mike Giardi had a source, team source, say something, and I'm paraphrasing here, hard to imagine he can avoid surgery. So, like, the team, it sounds like, is accepting surgery is what you need to do here. Or whereas pushing I've for heard, it. Whereas, yeah, and I don't – pushing for it might be a little strong. That's why I wanted to say accepting, not pushing, not – doing something that isn't okay or isn't in the best interest of everybody involved. But the flip side of that is I thought Mac in both interviews, both in the media zoom and he did his weekly appearance on the Merloni Fourier and Mego show here on WEEI. I thought he gave some subtle indications that he prefers the treatment, see how it feels weighted out swelling, which yeah, maybe that takes a little bit longer it, I thought he kind of gave indications that's what he wanted to do. My concern isn't actually that, if that works. It's 
What if you do that for two weeks or three weeks and then still have to go under the knife because you realize that was actually the best case scenario starting and now you've wasted a three-week window? Well, I mean, you know, everybody would probably prefer to go triple R, rest, recoup, uh, recovery, or rice, as they say, with those ankle injuries, rest, ice, compression, elevation. But this is not a high school ankle sprain. And I know we find few things more cloying than whenever we're on the radio and someone calls in and goes, hey, listen, you know, I tore my meniscus once when I was playing hockey and hang them in a rec league. I, I can tell you, I, having suffered a high ankle sprain, it hurts like all holy hell wrecked me for a summer and of course here i am no elite athlete i had nobody giving me any i actually did go to therapy for months it was awful um i still and there's still like my right ankle is still dinged up from it 25 years later like i can understand why he was screaming and i can understand why he would also want to avoid the surgery because having just had surgery last year on one of my legs surgery sucks Oh, yeah. You don't ever don't don't ever, surgery is still surgery. Don't ever elect to have surgery. There's no such thing as minor or light surgery. You either have surgery. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of how like how invasive it is or how long it lasts. But there's surgery and then there's not surgery. I would and also that's all there is to it. If he doesn't want surgery, go into a new line of work. You play in the National Football League where surgery is essentially part of the business. Cost. Yeah. <laughs> It's the reality. No, like that's, I, under, and, I understand. No, I, there I are I'm, certain things you will like sports hernias. We'll say like the McNabs and the Brady's and uh, so many hundreds of others have had to have it. I understand. Yes. And, and, and I, I think too, Andy, you mentioned that there, there could be this possible divide. I don't think there should be like, I think the Patriots should be fine with whatever direction Mac wants to go. And he should take as much effing time as he needs. If this is your guy for the long term. Don't rush him back. This season mm -hmm. is it, Brian Hoyer is going to have to start at minimum. Even if he gets like that, the I know the Doc Flynn lady on like Twitter and stuff was talking about the the surgery that has guys back insanely fast. I was like, just listening if, to I was just listening to a podcast she appeared on about that surgery. Shine even yes. even if he comes back in what is that? I think it's like three or four weeks. Like. Like you, 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 there's a chance you're 0 and 3 after those three weeks or, the, or coming into the fourth week where he comes back. And now you're what, 1 and 5? Mm -hmm. So the season is almost kind of washed, anyways. You need to, you need to take care of what you believe is your most important asset, which is your young, up and coming quarterback. If you believe he's your guy, don't rush him. If he doesn't come back until after the bye week, which is seven weeks from now, Fine. Who cares? Don't rush it. I, I, I too am a proponent of not rushing him back. I think, you know, this is, you know, we're not playing the, my body, my choice game here, but at the same time, like this is his ankle. It doesn't technically he's an employee of the team, but his body is his choice and he does not belong physically to the Patriots. They shouldn't be able to deliver some sort of wartime edict saying like, you have to be back in four weeks time. They can make their recommendations, but yes, he can also see, the secondary surgeon uh, or doctor like he is today in New York via the GRD tweet. Uh, I don't want this to expose bigger issues with the Patriots or create a rift between player and team the same way. Like Andy famously six years ago, there was the Garoppolo situation when his shoulder gets dinged up on the Kiko Alonso sack. They want him to come back. He doesn't, he preserves himself. They lose that game with Brissett. Ultimately they win the Super Bowl and, and comeback capacity in the greatest one of all time. But that would be a disaster if the, all of a sudden this causes animus between team and quarterback. Before we get into what the team's 
long-term prospects may be in the 2022 season with Mac Jones, Brian Hoyer at all. Let's all just give a quick grade for the effort Mac Jones put forth against the Ravens on Sunday and say what we liked about it, what we didn't like about it. Um, Cause we may not see him for a little while, but I think he was building on something. He was six of nine on the deep throws for over 170 yards, obviously established a nice connection with Devonte Parker made some really nice tight window throws, showed some good arm strength and decision-making also was scooting and moving a couple of nice moves by Mac to get some first downs as well. But then again, there were some bad passes as well. Some suspect judgment was shown and thus maybe the Pandora's box of was it Mac? Is it the play calling or is it a combination therein gets opened up again? Uh, I'll go first then, I guess I, I'm going to I would give him like a B minus. I, I don't I thought his decision making was quite possibly one of the worst decision making games he's had ever uh, in the NFL. Like it was just there were a handful of bad decisions and were they all his fart of uh, fart were they all his fault uh like like the Devonte parker interception like that interception in the end zone not necessarily but at the same time don't throw the damn football inside the five to a guy who doesn't know the play like he raises his palms before you snap the ball because he doesn't know what route he's running don't throw the ball to the corner where you think he should be if he doesn't know the play like that's and 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 on a fourth down don't throw to a guy that isn't at the sticks. Like it's like it, it, there's just there that's so the play many... call. And again, but like at the Andy, same time, you don't have to target that guy, Fitzy. I, I know, one, I know you do. I know you don't. Guy. But that's probably the first read. Now maybe he should then check out of that. Okay. At the same time, but what is he supposed to do when Bill Belichick is answering questions about little Jordan Humphrey playing 54 snaps, mostly so they could use him as an auxiliary blocker or, or de facto second or third tight end, and Kendrick Bourne, who had four catches on four targets. Uh, is only in for 18. So I see what you're saying, Shine, but don't I still lean towards the play calling more than I, I Mac understand. Jones. I don't love the play calling either, but I'm just saying, like, Mac Jones made a lot of bad decisions. I understand that he wasn't put in a lot of the best-case scenarios, but in the scenarios he was in, he did not make great decisions. I would go C. Um, and Fitz, you know wow. this. We um, watched the game. Uh, for a, a portion of that game, mm-hmm. Mac Jones was going to be on my thumbs up. Because I thought he was right. throwing the ball well, making some good throws. You know, the the toe tapper to Devontae Parker down the left side was one of his best throws, if not the best throw of the year for him. And then the bottom kind of fell out. And I I actually am not sure. I think it's as bad a decision on a lot of them. I think he's making bad throws, flat out bad physical throws of the football. And people will point to the three interceptions. I'd prefer to point to the two throws to Devontae Parker on corner routes that I thought were bad throws. Devontae Parker could have been eight for eight or whatever it was, seven for seven at one point for like 200 yards and a touchdown. And Mac made bad throws. He floated one of them. He didn't have enough zip on one of them. They were just bad throws. And then the short interception to Josh Burns, I think his name was, was such a bad throw to Parker that if Burns doesn't catch it, I think it hits Parker in like the toes maybe. It wasn't even headed toward Parker making, you know, a a normal catch. He would have had to make a great low catch. So for a guy who is supposed to be accurate with the football, like that's his strength, doesn't have a cannon, but he's going to put the ball in the right spot. I don't think he threw the ball on totality all that well. Some of them were great. Some good throws to Parker, like the one on the sideline. Again, good throws. But if you're a guy that lives off accuracy – then I need you to make good throws 
almost all the time. Like you're an NFL starting quarterback. I expect you to do it 80, 90% of the time. I don't think his percentage of good throws was high enough. And then you mix in some decisions, the turnovers, and he's not going to make his money running the football, scrambling. We've seen that too much. I've told you guys that. Starting he's had to do it far more, though, Andy, I think, than we thought that he would because nobody came No, in July I saw thinking. him doing it, so I knew he was going to. Right. I, I watched every practice, so I saw this offense, and this offense led to Max scrambling almost every effing day way too often. So I'm sick of seeing him actually run the football. I don't want to see him gritty in the end zone. I want to see him hit easy, open throws and an efficient passing attack, accurate throws. I'm not seeing that enough. So there was some good in that game from Mac, no question but it ended bad and it wasn't just the injury. Matt Patricia said that they looked at some Alabama game tape from his fantastic final season, his one full season as a starter where they won the national championship. And they saw that he went downfield more often than they initially believed or remembered. So they wanted to start incorporating that into the game this year. It seems like they kind of got into it probably game plan wise, because we knew Baltimore had a lousy secondary heading into the game and maybe some better throws, some checkdowns or different looks would have led to more points, more production, fewer interceptions. Yeah, there were some suspect throws. Yeah, there were a couple of bad decisions. I still think the play calling needs a ton of work. And if we're being honest, receivers, I have no quibble with them, no quorum with the running backs as well. The defense, you hate to see when the Patriots have fundamental breakdowns. And I'm sure right now, as we speak, game tape is being watched Whistles are being blown. Drills are being run because over the next several weeks, if there's one thing that's going to win them, uh, if not several football games, it's not going to be the aerial assault brought forth by Hoyer, the destroyer. It's going to be the defense and maybe Bill Belichick coaching and scheming his ass off, making the most Belichick football of all. We thank you guys for listening to the Bill Belichick fan club. That is primetime shine times, Mac Jones appreciation society, also known as the six rings and football things podcast. Give us a follow at six rings pod. And of course, six rings pod. That's the number six at gmail.com. If you'd ever like to have a question answered to in a pod or especially our new upcoming mailbag mailbag pod each and every week. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
In the fast-paced world of attacking, speed is everything. And that's where the Furon 7 Plus shines. Engineered for accuracy and precision at a rapid pace, it's your secret weapon on the pitch. Experience overall comfort and precise striking, even in the game's fastest moments. The nylon outsole, with its V-shaped stud configuration, is designed for firm ground, giving you the grip you need to outmaneuver your opponents. Step up your attacking game and learn more and purchase the Furon at NewBalance.com. All right, guys. Now it's time to talk about the bottom line. And that bottom line is one 13-year NFL veteran, Axel Brian Hoyer. Hoyer the Destroyer. Hoyer the Destroyer. I ask you this, Andy Hart. A man who has lost his last 11 starts, who has won in 13 in his last 14 starts, and has a losing career record. Nice guy as he may be. De facto quarterback coach slash assistant offensive coordinator slash specialist slash guru on the sidelines. He has a decent arm, a strong working knowledge of multiple systems and schemes because he played for six NFL teams. Do you think there is any way, shape, or form Brian Hoyer, whether he starts four, five, six games, could possibly, I mean, and, and enough to everybody who thinks they're going to start Bailey Zappi, just knock it off. Do you think there's any way Brian Hoyer can keep them maybe not above water, but at 500 long enough for Mac to come back? Uh, highly unlikely. I never rule anything out. I've just seen too much craziness in the NFL and the Patriots and Belichick over the years. But the reality is, I will say, though, what is the one thing we know about Brian Hoyer for a fact? He's due for a win. He is overdue for a win. <laughs> see, that's, see, that's not a fact. The one thing that we can say with much uncertainty that is largely based in luck and opinion is that he's overdue. Now you sound like my dad at the craps table. Nico, it's got, I am, okay, I, am due, I am due for a hot dice. Flipping the coin sooner or later, it's going to, you know, get me what I want, but um, it's highly unlikely. Um, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I keep using Bill's words sort of for and against Hoyer. So Bill was asked on the Greg Hill morning show with our friend Shime there about, Brian Hoyer, and he said, we have confidence in all our players. That's why they're on the roster. Fair enough, Bill. I understand that. Great. Bill, I would, using that logic, I would return serve on you and say, there's also a reason he's your backup quarterback. You don't think he's that good. Like, he's not good enough to start games. Hence, he's a backup quarterback. You're going to have to use him to start games for three weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever it is. And his record is what it is in the NFL. It's not a winner. And correct me if I'm wrong, this offense already had a lot of effing questions surrounding mm -hmm. play calling, personnel, identity, like all these various issues. And now you're throwing a backup quarterback in the mix who, oh, by the way, everybody who likes to say, yeah, but he knows the system. Who's got more experience in the system than him? Well, what's the system? I thought we had a new system. I thought we I thought had it was a brand new. new. Right. So he doesn't I think have. We're all learning. It's not a new system. Well, it, See, I well, don't know. We're told. They, call it, they call it new. So, well, And so Jason Garrett said that he talked to Belichick in the offseason, and this is now the Mac Jones offense, no longer the Tom Brady offense of old. Right. So if if we had Brian Hoyer stepping in in Las Vegas for Carr, maybe you could say no one knows this system better than, than Brian, Brian Hoyer. Hoyer. But in New England, if we're to take them at their word – that the scheme is new, it's streamlined, it's different, philosophy is different, we go for 50-50 balls down the field, we do these things differently. He's learned that over the last eight months, just like everybody else in the system. Can I give nope. a hot take? 
Uh, well, f- far be it from you to ever want to give a hot take on this program. True. Christopher. Uh, the Patriots would be better suited to start Bailey Zappi on Sunday. I Absolutely think Absolutely would- not. No, I think they would get a better performance from the quarterback position if they started Bailey Zappi, specifically because Brian Hoyer's on this roster to basically be a de facto coach. He's a mentor for Mac Jones on being a quarterback. It's not even the system. It's not like learning plays. Mac Jones is capable of doing that. It's understanding the quarterback position and all the things that come with it and being there on the sideline with them, looking at the tape, looking at the pictures like, hey, look at this, look at that. Instead of it having to be Joe Judge, Brian Hoyer was never supposed to start a game. And when it comes to talent on the football field and actually playing the position of quarterback, the Patriots would be better suited Sunday against the Green Bay Packers to start Bailey Zappi over Brian Hoyer. But they'll never do that because Belichick will never put Bailey Zappi out there to the Wolves. Okay, I I, I don't think I can technically order a wellness check to your house right now. I understand what you're saying. Look, I don't think it's right either way. Right. It's not it's not an optimal scenario. And of no. course, he doesn't want Brian Hoyer to have to start a game because he already has a starting quarterback. And that starting quarterback needs more game reps and needs more experience exactly. to get better for the future that we all hope is bright and sunny in Foxborough. And right now is covered in storm clouds that have yet to bring forth the rain, pain and thunder that, that they may soon do. You want to see a quarterback throw the ball less than Mac Jones did? against Buffalo in the windstorm of November 2021, put Bailey Zappi in Sunday in See, Green that's Bay. Stupid, they would like, never that's, let that's him. A, they would never just be like, get in there, a, kid, and sling it. Here's the thing, no though. Way. If, you, if you are going in, chips are down. Like, nobody on the planet thinks you have a shot at winning. Brian Hoyer is not going to even give you a chance. Why not let the kid who broke FBS records at just slinging the rock come in and sling the rock a little bit? Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? He stinks and you go to Hoyer anyways? Like against no, you're never going to go to Hoyer once you go to Zappy. You either stick with Zappy, and that's that until the kid gets broken in half. Let the kid sling the rock a little like bit, a like a table at a Buffalo what's the tailgate. What's going to happen? Like the worst maybe going to happen is little... you lose every game. You lose every so game. You're, then you I get don't a better think they're going to lose every game with Brian. At Hoyer. this point, you're not making the playoffs anyways. Like at least, at least try because you know what? The upside that could be Bailey Zappi would be higher than anything Brian Hoyer. So basically, what you're saying right now is punt on the season, see what you have in the kit. I said no. My thing is take a chance. Is it a small, very minute sliver of a chance? Sure as hell is, but it's better than literally folding your season with Brian Hoyer. Okay, the, Andy. I think the reason why Brian Hoyer goes in is a good point on you talking about the system being new in that, you know, if it was in Las Vegas where Stidham would potentially start and it has been anything but wine and roses out in Las Vegas with Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels and his second head coaching stint, they're sitting at 0-3 right now. Stidham starting out there, Brian Hoyer starting out there, they both know that system. This system is new. Okay, but I think what Belichick believes, and so does Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, whomever, is that he's got the experience and they will trust his judgment because Bailey Zappi just hasn't seen. He was an FB. He was a division two quarterback. Turned the ball over three times the last time he started. I a football know. Game. I know he did. I don't think he would ever play as poorly as he did in the kid. Dude, they flew out there that day. They had no idea what was good. You can't play worse than he did that day in Kansas city. Want to bet? Yeah. I, did. Like, I just think wait. he can play worse. Like I, I, it, I see. Okay. I, I'll go back to the summer. I know for a fact there were days oh, that summer. I said that Bailey Zappi 
ran the offense the best of the three quarterbacks in his limited reps on the practice field. He didn't scramble as much. He would hit his back foot. He would make some throws. He is a slinger. He's not afraid to throw the football. I think we saw that in the preseason. He can make plays. He'll give some plays up. There would definitely be a roller coaster of playmaking if Bailey Zappi played. But I don't think it would necessarily be the wheels falling off if he played based on what I saw in the summer, maybe it would be, maybe it would be that Peterman guy who threw like five picks and a half or whatever the hell he yeah. did in Buffalo. Ah, Nathan Peterman. Um, but you know, there were times at, this summer where Zappy looked capable. He looked capable of running the offense and making the throws. He has no fear. I can tell you that dude's going to mm-hmm. sling it. Dude's going to throw it, trust his arm too much, trust his reads too much. And that would get him in trouble at times over a, four-week span, a six-week span. There would be some interceptions and plays for the other team. But I don't think it's the most ridiculous thing in the world to suggest that he could play because the bottom line is you lost your starting quarterback. Like, that's that was a major drop-off. That's that's the big story, kind of, whether Hoyer or Zappi. Like, it should be Hoyer for one reason for me. That's why you have him here. Like, you paid him. Like, give him his shot, I guess. Like, And I think that's fair to him. Like you, you were right, Shime. I think there there's aspects of his role that are simply mentor, QB coach, that whole thing. But I think he deserves the the shot if he wants to. Still at this point in his career, like okay, the quarterback went down. You're listed as the backup. You now start the game. Like maybe this is your chance to end your career, literally end your career with a victory, and like get 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 off the schneid, as Chris Berman would say. So, but if he doesn't, if he stinks, which I think he could. Like, no disrespect to him. He's a journeyman backup quarterback. You know, there's also that thing. Where was he drafted? Not in the fourth round. Like the sixth round out of Michigan State? Just entering the league, the idea is Bailey Zappi's a better talent. The Patriots decided that. They used a higher commodity on him to bring him into the league. Doesn't mean he's ready. Doesn't mean he actually is better, right? Doesn't mean he's going to have a decade-plus career as a backup or anything like that. I'm just saying, entering the league, the perception was – he was a better prospect. That's how he got drafted earlier. So, but I would go back to the, like the simple, you're in trouble. Like you're, anytime a team goes in, I know Cooper Rush has three wins as a backup. That's yep. great. That's unlikely. Like when you start mm-hmm. these guys, the that offense is there. You know what the funny thing is, Andy, having watched the Giants Dallas game on Monday night and watching a lot of Cowboys since they're a national team. They're actually playing the kind of football their team is built to play now with Cooper Rush in there. There is no quarterback controversy in there. And maybe they'll be able to, uh, at least I don't believe, but maybe Dak brought it up. Wouldn't it be great if we had a decision to make? I know he did as well. And Mike McCarthy, old old hamburger Charlie, laughed it off. Dak Prescott and Kellen Moore can learn a lot from what's gone on because I think they're actually playing the style of football their team is built to play now. I think they're actually going to do okay as well. Uh, wild card team, probably like back when we had our prediction podcast. If Bill Belichick, okay, every decision begins and ends with Coach Belichick, GM, de facto, Lord Emperor, everything, right? Just ask. Then now, yeah, just as it was drawn up, right? Just a yep. nice light workload. Do your job. I have 15, but everyone else just do your one job. Oh, Patricia, you have three as well. Uh, if this is the way he wants to run things, then there is no game where the Patriots need a bigger Bill Belichick handprint all over everything than this Sunday when they are 10.5-point underdogs at 425 p.m. at Lambeau Field against a Green Bay Packers team that, let's be honest, and we'll get into our Packers preview in a couple of days, but 
that's not a perfect Packers squad. They're not going up against the, you know, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, prime Aaron Rodgers, mid 2010s offense, Green Bay Packers with, they have a good defense, but I don't think it's, it's like they're going to be up 17, nothing coming right out of the tunnel as well. Like if you get Bill Belichick to find a way to keep them in check long enough, maybe you catch a 50, 50 ball or two, maybe you get a couple of runs out of them and maybe you at least keep it close. Yeah, I, I think there's a chance they can keep it close. Like I've already said, I, actually, my lead this morning on the Greg Hill Show was Vegas is giving you 10 and a half points as a New England Patriots. As a better, I want to take that 10 and a half points. Like I think, I think the defense will have positive regression from last week in that Bill Belichick will not allow them to be um, as sloppy yep. a, a, against Aaron Rodgers as they were against Lamar Jackson. It's just not going to happen. Um, I, I don't think he would ever allow that within himself being the defensive coach that he is. So a, I think the defense is better next week. And so if that's the case, I think it's very similar to what you saw in that green Bay Tampa Bay game, right? Where it's just this slog. It's like, it's, it's like nine to six at halftime or something or nine to three or 10 to six or whatever. And, and it ends up being 14 to 12 as the final score. Like, I, I think that is, very, very plausible. I don't expect this game to get into the 20s. I don't expect the Packers to pop off. Their offense is, is not all that great right now. It's literally just the two running backs and then sprinkling a little Romeo Dobbs. I, so I just, I I, I would say, I, I think the Patriots will keep this close. This game will look competitive, but I just, I don't see, I don't see an opportunity from the, for them to win necessarily. You give him a chance to keep it close, Andy? Oh, I, I always give Bill Belichick a, a chance to keep it close. Um, the, the one thing I will say is looking back to last week, they didn't meet the challenge of a special talent at the quarterback position and Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I, I told you this Fitzy, they, I think the Patriots were always losing that game. I think Lamar was plus wanting you, whatever you did, he was going to one up you till the, till the final whistle to get the win and wherever the score needed to go, his playmaking needed to go. Very different challenge this week, but you're still going up against a special talent in Aaron Rodgers. He has the MVPs to show you that. He's a not going to run. Mm -hmm. He can keep plays alive, though. He's a much more accurate passer. He's generally not loose with the football. So to count on getting a couple, quote unquote, from him, not a great way to live. That's not a that's not a high uh, success proposition to just count on him to throw you the football. Do they have questions about their weapons? And yeah, certainly hundred percent, but so do you. And another thing I'm keeping an eye on here, like if we started the year on the six rings pod, and we may have even asked the question at some point, you know, guys, you can't afford to lose. Mac would be atop the list. Yep. You're now losing him. I think we probably would have said Jacoby Myers. We probably would have said Kyle Duggar. And those are guys that are missing time right now, missing last week's game against the Ravens. I don't know what their health status will be moving forward, but this team is not talented enough or deep enough. Lawrence guy didn't finish the game last week. And that's when the running game, we talked about that in the post game show. I think this was a sneaky hidden storyline from last week that the run game started to fall apart when Lawrence guy missed some time and got dinged up. I think it was a shoulder injury. You got to hope that he's going to be able to gut it out there in green Bay, because that's a whale of a one, two punch. They bring at you with, 
uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Plus David Bakhtiari, one of the best left tackles in all of football is back, back and healthy and back yeah. and healthy and looking good and probably ready to slam a lot of beers in the name of a victory over Belichick and the Patriots. Look, we got a whole preview podcast coming up in just a couple days for Patriots Packers with special guests on the local scene on the Packers beat and much more. There was a lot of good that came out of Sunday's game. Then fortunately there was also a, enough bad, if not plenty of bad. And now we're having to sift through it all because it looks like there'll at least be a backup quarterback starting on Sunday with potentially some other injuries to deal with. Look, Pat, no doubt. I'm not going to say the Pats. What would you say? I'll at the final question. I'll say the Pats are in hot water right now. Would you say if I ask the question, the Pats are in blank right now. How would you finish it? Like classic panic meter kind of. Yeah. Like you would you say the Pats are in turmoil, in trouble, in deep shit? What would you say? Yeah, they're, I, I'd say in trouble. Like, I don't think they're like, it's not like a 10 on the panic meter by any means, but you're right in that like seven range right now because guys are just getting hurt left and right, especially your starting quarterback. You're not sure exactly the timetable for your quarterback either. So it could be three weeks. It could be six or seven. Uh, it, it's you're in this really weird spot. And if you continue to lose football games because you have to start Axel, Brian Hoyer, um, you, I mean, your season's done. You might as well just play for the top five pick, get Will Anderson, get a stud on your, uh, get another stud on the defensive line and move forward. I call that the Bengals plan of attack they built their team yep. um and we can get into that maybe in a minute but uh i think you're porked um i, I wasn't going to pick the patriots to beat the packers with a healthy mac jones going to green bay like i think you were falling to one and three with mac jones at quarterback and now you have brian hoyer at quarterback and i'm supposed to believe there's not again if there's not a significant drop off then the discussion shouldn't really be about this week, this game, or anything else. The discussion should be, why is there not a significant drop-off from Mac Jones to Brian Hoyer? So I think there is a drop-off. I actually think one of the silver linings that will come out of this might be a little bit more appreciation for Mac Jones, for people that were throwing barbs his way early in a difficult season with a new scheme, a new coordinator, bad coaching. I think you may see, oh, oh yeah, yeah. Remember that Ravens game when he got hurt? He actually looked pretty good and he was making the most out of his opportunities. Maybe we shouldn't have been so hard on him because now it looks really bad with Brian Hoyer executing Matt Patricia and Joe Judge's plays and scheme and all that. So I think an appreciation for Mac Jones might come out of this, but you're in trouble record wise. If you think, I mean, I thought they were a nine win team. So now what do I have to go? Let's say he misses. Let's just use the number six. Six games. Let's just put that out there. Two to eight. So it's in yep. the five to six average range. I got to go at least minus two, right? From what I would have been with Mac Jones. Minus, yeah. he's going to be two games worse. You, Fitzy, what was it? Oh, for his last 11? Yep. Ryan Hoyer? Mm -hmm. okay. So I have to go at least minus two on the win total. So they went from a nine and eight team to a seven and 10 team and maybe worse than that. Yeah, so beating those those games against the Lions-Browns where with Mac Jones, you're probably winning those games become real toss-ups. And so, listen, I will, I'll say this as we wrap this segment up and get to a quick final segment here on the old six-ringer. Uh, there is not a single game, if Brian Hoyer comes in and plays at the Hoyerian levels that he has played at, the Hoisterian levels of recent year, there is not a single game the rest of the way that is a guaranteed dub or a shoe win. 
Even it's that not, Bears game where Justin Fields has yep. only competed thir- 23 balls this season. Uh, even That's the Jets not, games, even the yep. Bears game, none of them are guaranteed dubs the rest of the way. So 100%. don't miss a minute. And of course, as always, when you need up-to-the-minute analysis, news, info, and more, you check in with your guys at Six Rings. And Sunday, we'll find out on the post-game show with Fitzy and Hart if the Patriots were quarterbacked by Axel Throws or Axel Blows. you're welcome selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify is here to help you grow whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person pos system wherever and whatever you're selling shopify has got you covered shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout 15 percent better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And now we move on to the final segment of this week's pod. We're going to actually just sort of step away from the Patriots talk for a minute and just to have three guys who love football talk a little football thus far. I hit the guys up with a question before we started recording today. And I've been kind of wondering aloud online and more how people feel about the start of this NFL season. Gentlemen, I'll put it to you. Okay. Yeah. You're happy. Football is back. I understand football is family and together we're going to end racism. We're going to strike K cancer and everything else. The NFL wants you to do this fall prejudice. We're taking it it. all down with a, a a, a pig skin doing all the work and lots of marketing and virtue signaling up the wazoo. However, and lots of Bud Light and twins and Miller Light and Miller Light and Coors Light, the official and, drink and gin and and, 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 and liquid death. And of course, C4 and everyone else who will sponsor us. But I just wanted to ask, do you guys love this season so far? Because I have found the gameplay to be and this will happen with a lot of change. But, you know, I love the fact that, let's say, Kansas City, you know, was the crazy offense that was always ultra dangerous with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and everything else. And now they've gone through uh, a renovation by letting Tyreek Hill go to Miami and they don't have the same sort of dangerous threat levels on their offense. I love Justin Herbert being 
dynamite and that offense being electric, but now he's hurt. The Raiders can't get out of their own way. Russ is cooked. The Bengals have been a mess in their first win of the season. Whoopee. Champagne popper was against the Jets. Cleveland's better than I thought. The Patriots might sneaky stink, or at least they're in trouble because they're victims of their own decisions and now a Mac Jones injury. Tom Brady, uh, in addition to having to throw to receivers worse than the 2019 or 2013 Patriots, may now be entering the, hey, why did I come into this room and can somebody pass me my reading glasses portion of his NFL career? The Rams kind of suck. Garoppolo stepped on the back line of the end zone last week. Like, what? What's going on? Like, and Miami is three and zero. What the hell? I, yeah, I don't. I don't love I, this season so far. See, I'm I'm in the complete opposite boat of you. I think this season's awesome. I think this season is exactly what you want in the NFL. I think the NFL is happy with this because right now you have a parity across the league, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's you have what two teams without a win? Houston and uh, the there are four the winless teams. I think there's no, four. there's two. It's just there's two. The, it's just Houston and the Raiders are the only winless teams in football. And, and the Raiders two. have been have lost all three games by one possession. They've been in every game, mm-hmm. and Houston has been in almost every game they've played. So it's like. I, and These you have two undefeated teams as well, Shine. Yes, you have two undefeated teams in Miami and Philly. And so, like, yeah, there's some blowouts. There's always going to be blowouts. But there's also these weird, exciting games like – these like giant, all these Giants games, like the Giants could have gone three and zero if they beat the Cowboys last night. They'd be three and zero right now, and the Giants aren't even all that good. But like the games they're playing in are close and exciting. And is it a little bit sloppy? Yeah, sure. Are some of these teams bad and and will get worse over the course of the season? Definitely. Like teams like the Bears will not continue to be two and one for the rest of the season. Like that's just not going to happen. Um, but I, I think there's still those exciting elements, but there's that also that element that any team can win on any given day. And I think that's one of the beauty uh, beauties of football is that it's like any given Sunday, any team can win. And right now you really actually have that. The Jacksonville Jaguars are a good football team. Good. Like the Detroit that Lions. I like that. I like the Detroit Lions are a good, fun, exciting football team. Like the Atlanta Falcons are like must watch TV because all they do is score points and give up points. It's, it's a blast. I, I absolutely think that the NFL is having a great year this year. The stars aren't necessarily um, at the top, but I think the teams across the board are all just having a great season. Andy, what if what do you think? What would you say? And what do you think the average, like, totally obsessed, constantly consuming NFL fan would have said before the season if I said, what if I told you that it would be more fun to watch Lions at Falcons than Patriots at Packers by week four? GTF out of here uh, <laughs> would probably be the response, but right. I'm with Shime because it's September, and I I'll be with Shime in early October. I know the NFL wants this; they they love parity. They want 32 cities believing for as long as possible. Interest ratings, all of that. If this is the same product in late November and December, I hate it because yeah. I am a big believer. I want measuring sticks. I want people that look like they are great football teams as we head toward a postseason. If it is any given Sunday and it's a Sunday late in December heading into the playoffs, I do not like that. But for right now, I think a, you're getting a byproduct of increased um, turnover in the NFL quarterback play. Like Trey Lance is out. Jimmy G who didn't do anything all off season is in. Russell Wilson's in a new spot with a new coach. Like it's not always going to be easy. And you're getting a lot of teams that I think are playing some sloppy football after 
teams don't prep the same way anymore. There's only three preseason games. They don't hit enough. They don't tackle enough. All of those types of things. But I think it's entertaining. I think it's exciting. I think, I mean, if you haven't watched the Bills play, the Dolphins play, the Ravens play, like some of these teams are doing some ridiculously fun things. And then you're getting your physical, that T uh, T Higgins catch last week. Like oh just my God, cool. that catch was awesome. The physicality mm-hmm. that like the, the ability. But the George Pickens catch last Thursday, that was insane yeah, right. too. These athletes that the NFL fields that on any given play, whether it's red zone or you're watching the game, you're just like, oh my God, football is so aw-. Or even the ends of some of these games that have, they've had so many that games. Bill's down Dolphins ending. Right, coming was, down to the and also some of the fails too, the butt punt as well. well Monday it, night we were treated to it. We if I don't know what's to... happening, I like it. I like yeah. it early in the season. I like to be entertained. Now, by the end of the year, I really would prefer the Bengals look like the Bengals offense, and I would prefer the Rams look like the Rams offense, and they start mm-hmm. to distance and consistency and tom brady becomes tom brady and what could be well, his final i don't give a rat's ass about tom brady i, I, I know you don't i'm just sort of pointing to these tent marks look i'll, I'll, I'll also say this yes great catch by cd lamb on monday night it was nice to see him great wake drop. up yeah uh but he had a great bad drop but also an insanely good Real catch in the end zone um yeah. the but, drop was worse than the catch was good I don't know. That was a pretty damn good catch. But no, I pay him a lot of money as a first round pick to make those catches. That's why he's a professional. He's All to be right, elite. Coach. Should have had two touchdowns instead of but one. But at the same time, yeah. like here Tell we are more. at a point now, and I agree. I agree with you. We'll see. We'll, we'll revisit this maybe in a couple of weeks uh, in the final leg of another podcast. But like, uh, not you know, I'll, I'll be hack Hackerson and be like, New England Patriots, the first team to ever be featured on Scott Hansen's Dread Zone channel, where no one wants to watch them. And Scott Hansen is also putting out jokes on Twitter now, saying like, don't bother watching the Red Zone on Sunday. You can watch the Punt Zone because all these games feature like teams punting seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven times. Like, I also don't think it's a very. It hasn't been a high quality of product. This season, like some of these games have been absolute slogs. Philadelphia goes up 24 nothing. They hold on to win 24 to eight against the commandos. Ugh, boring. Sorry. Yeah, but like, uh, sure. But what do you expect in the first month of the NFL season? Like, that's how it almost always is. It's always sloppy at the beginning. Do you like, watch single Steelers? Yeah, I did watch that. That was that was excellent. That was one, one of the, the more entertaining games, you'll games. ever watch. One of the most entertaining games you'll oh, ever yeah. watch. Even so, the Colts Texans game. The Texans right. stink in that game was entertaining. You like, don't wash your mouth out with soap. But right, then on well, top maybe of that, this is a product. Okay, do we think maybe this is a product? As you brought up, Andy, do we think this is a product of the fact that there is such a, a shortened preseason and less Absolutely. hitting, and September basically turns into preseason that counts? Absolutely. Between personnel turnover, injuries, like when quarterbacks don't play a lot, when guys don't tackle a lot, like I think the Patriots gave up that touchdown to Jalen Waddle in week one because of a lack of tackling and physicality between Jawan Bentley and Mm -hmm. Kyle Duggar Mm -hmm. in the preseason. Do I think they allow that touchdown in week seven after they've been out there hitting, tackling, game speed, all of that? No, but you have to take that. That's the modern NFL. Like You have to accept certain things in the NFL now, like roughing the passer. I'm probably going to disagree with some of those. Like Different penalties, I'm probably going to disagree. But to me, the upside entertainment is far... Uh, far outweighs any of the sloppiness or or any of the, you know, is it bad? Is it competitive bad play? Competitive good play? I don't know. It's competitive. It's entertaining. And it's I watch. Fun. So, yeah. Shine, let me, let's end with this one. I want to ask you this question. Give me, let's get you out there on the limb. Give me a team or two that a month from now 
will be talking about in a far different light positively and a team or two you think a month from now we'll be talking about like oh i can't believe we ever bought into the blank yeah i i still don't think people are talking about the jaguars enough like i know people it's starting to catch on finally i still don't think you're talking about them enough i think what doug peterson has done uh in that system has just brought stability and, and it's it's such a far cry from the absolute sham that was urban buyer that this team is actually good trevor lawrence looks like he deserved to be the number one overall pick and and like christian kirk and zay jones are actually playing up to their contract like this team is and that defense is legit like Mm -hmm. this team is way better than people even realize yet i think um that would be my one i think atlanta too i I, they're just they're downright fun they're gonna be in every single game i I don't think they're gonna win the division like i don't think they're gonna contend for the division but i think they could make a little noise for a wild card like i thought this was gonna be a bottom three team in football I, i i think they their offense is Arthur Smith is coming up with something. He's not getting Kyle Pitts involved enough. So I can only imagine how good this offense will be once Pitts gets even more involved. Um, when you're looking at teams that I think could be worse uh, or like, ugh, how did we believe in them? Um, people are still believing in the Tennessee Titans. I don't quite get that. I think the Tennessee Titans downright stink. Um, I, I think in a couple of weeks, everybody on the planet will be like, ugh, how did they, how was that the number one seed last year? I don't understand it. Um, and then the other team that I think is quickly losing favor, and it's not all entirely their fault, but a lot of it is, that'd be the L.A. Chargers. I, I I think the shine is quickly coming off the Chargers, which people had in the Super Bowl and deep in the playoffs and Herbert for MVP. And it's like a lot of it is because of injuries. I mean, J.C. Jackson has barely touched the field because of that ankle. Joey Bosa just injured his groin. Uh, Justin Herbert's dealing with these rib injuries. Rayshon Slater done for the year with a bicep injury. So this defense we thought was going to be way better hasn't been. Granted, their cornerstone cornerback hasn't been on the field. Uh, and and then their offense has just been – they've been missing Keenan Allen. It's been kind of meh. I just – I think Brandon Staley is almost kind of turning into a pumpkin. Uh, He's like 10 last and year, 10. Yeah, last year he was all about going for it on fourth down and then against the Kansas City effing Chiefs multiple times on fourth and two inside the Chiefs territory. You don't go for it. Like, what the hell are you doing? What even is your purpose anymore? And so I think Andy was right. Andy Hart right again on that. Brandon Staley might be a boob. Uh, and so those would be my two teams that I think the luster is. It will quickly come off of. Having just watched Office Space again this weekend, Brandon Staley is the number one guy in the NFL I want to walk up to and say, what would you say you do here? Yeah, he stinks. <laughs> and he I think stinks. I personally think he's part of this new age crew. I think some of the injuries are on him. I don't think his players do enough during the summer and the offseason and the preseason to get ready for real football. And then I think their body is just stunned by actual NFL action. So as much as I've been a little bit harsh on Justin Herbert in terms of like, if you're so great, make the playoffs before we start talking about how good you are. I think he's got a little bit of an albatross around his neck, and that's his head coach, um, who I don't think will be there very long. A team that I think I'm going down with God, oh, the gosh darn Las Vegas Raiders. I think my guy Josh McDaniels. It just feels like they're gonna have to hit their stride at some point. Mm-hmm. They're Dude, they've lost big. all games by one possession. Exactly. They're in every game. Every, they're this close game. to figuring it all out. And if they can make it so Devonte Adams is the leading receiver and not effing Mac Collins, they might they might actually get somewhere. I yes. don't think they understand the off. Talk about the Patriots not getting the scheme. I think they're having a little scheme processing issues out there. But I agree with you, Andy. A month from now, I think we'll be singing a totally different song about the Raiders.
yeah, I think the Raiders are still going to be a really good competitive football team. I, as I said, I think the Chargers are going to under, I mean, uh, yeah, underachieve. Um, the one thing that I'm intrigued by is the Philadelphia Eagles. And they I are a team that were a hot pick coming in, and they've been hot to start the year. I am also a big believer, a team that is developing with a young coach, a young quarterback, young receivers. There's a lot of youth on that team. Hmm. They're at the very least going to go through some low periods here during the season because I don't think they are ready to be the 14 and two New England Patriots. Like one of those teams where you're just like, wow, they went wire to wire as the best team in football. So I, I think you're, you would normally be right. But when you just look at their schedule, man, it's an effing cupcake. It is like without a doubt the easiest schedule in football like every analytics says that and when you just look at it like these are their next four games jaguars i would say competitive football game good game the cardinals who have Losable. the car the cardinals have not been good but i guess awful the cowboys team. steelers and then they get the texans commanders like that's their next six games like maybe maybe they lose one of those but there's a chance they just run those six off and they start the season nine and oh like it's this, this, I think I agree with you in the fact that I, I really like the Eagles. I think the Eagles are a really good football team and they're building towards something great. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're great quite yet, but their schedule is making them look better than they actually are. And the turmoil in the NFC East and the fact that the NFC is far from the AFC as well. We'll see. I also think uh, Buffalo don't read into Sunday's game where they oh, yeah, could have be and fine. should have won that game. 90 plays executed cool. in a swamp and a sauna. They're not, they're not the 2007 Patriots or the 72 Dolphins, nor are they the 1999 Rams. That said, they're a damn good team. And my, my feeling for them being the representative in the AFC has not changed a uh, bit. The injuries in the back end are concerning for their defense. Yeah. Rest them up they now. Keep, they I, keep losing cornerbacks. Like they the, lost Christian Benford. Yeah, they lost Chris Benford. They've lost Micah Hyde. Yeah, once once White comes back, that'll help. But until then, you need to kind of make do with what you have. And you get Lamar Jackson this week, by the way. Awesome game. Can't believe it's a 1 o'clock start. Let's just see if the weather has any factor because we could be getting some hurricane remnants blowing up this way that could affect some of the games. On Sunday, we will let you know. Thanks for listening to another action-packed, rock-solid, Fun-filled episode of Six Rings. I liked it, Andy. I don't know. I mean, you're making typical Andy Hart faces. I thought we did nobody a little need, bit of Nobody knew that. That was off air. Nope. Nobody knew. Yeah, well, you know, I just had to let you know because I didn't appreciate that. I'm trying to wrap the show in a nice, positive manner, and I'm getting funky, fu- funky heart. Fa- I almost said funky fart. <laughs> Thanks you're a welcome. lot, Shime. Anytime. For saying bro. for dropping the fart bomb earlier. Uh, you can follow him at Shime Time. You can follow him at Jumbo Heart. You can follow me at Fitzy GFY. And of course, we are at Six Rings Pod. We'll be back in a couple of days with a preview episode of Packers and Patriots. Until then, uh, that's about all we can offer. We'll we'll try to like we always say, we are here to celebrate and we are here to commiserate. That is the job of the Six Rings, and we like doing it with you. So thanks for listening. Make sure to tell your friends, rate, review, subscribe, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Bye. Peace out.